Grab your favorite cup, roll a blunt, slide into a nice warm tub, whatever you need to do to get ready for the new tea. Our goal is to uplift, upgrade, and update you on what is happening in the world from a culturally conscious gaze. Of course, we'll throw in some off-color topics to make our subjects more palpable. Welcome, Welcome to, to Urban, Urban Proper. Proper. Yo. Um, 
And this organization was dedicated to celebrating the achievements and the life of black American people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then shortly following that, first, uh, wait, hold on, I lost my train of thought in my notes. Hold, please. Okay, in 1926, um, the ASALH sponsored the National Negro History Week. And this is something that I knew. Mm-hmm. I knew it started off as a week. I didn't know it just started off as an assault, like an organization. I did not know that. But I did know that it started off as he- Negro History Week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cute, whatever. In my research, I found out that it was uh, a week, and it was the second week of February, because both Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln were born the second week of February. Frederick mm-hmm. Douglass born on Valentine's Day, and Abe Lincoln born on February 12th. So that is why we have Negro History Week, the second week of February. That's why it's in February. That's why black people celebrate in February because, I mean, Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves, quote unquote. That's neither here nor there. It's up for debate, to be completely honest. Um, he was a terrible person. He's a horrible person still. <laughs> uh, but Frederick Douglass. Also, he was a terrible person. And you know, I did so many research projects about that man. Yeah. So many. So many. I was obsessed with him. He was also kind of fine. He was. He was fine. He just was. He was an ancient motherfucker. <laughs> he he just um really for some reason idolized thought that having a white wife put him in a, a different social hierarchy. Yeah. And and I mean honestly at the time it did. It did. But also Which put sucks. the target on your back. But yeah. no, he really like the woman that had his back that helped pay for his freedom. Um, he just threw it to the side once you know he got his accolades and his popularity, um, got what he wanted from her, and just moved the fuck on. Which is terrible. <clears throat> Horrible. Yeah. Um, and so you know we <laughs> we celebrate to celebrate these two men, but in all actuality, we should just you know. Do our research. Do our research. Um, I just want to take a little side note before I get to a couple more facts that I found here. Um, that we never were taught this in school. Mm-mm. I don't ever remember a time during Black History Month where they were like, let's dive into the history of Black History Month. Um, it's so many things. So many things. Like... Like you said in the previous episode, the fact that cultural studies, and I'm going to lump, not lump, but like I'm going to put all cultures in there, like Latin culture, Native culture, African American culture, you know, all these other cultures are uh, superlatives. They are, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Not superlatives, but, um, why? Extracurricular. There you go. Extracurricular classes uh, that aren't required. You're not required to learn about African American history. You're not required to learn about the history of you know Latin Americans of of Mexico and how most of America was Mexico at one point. Like the whole Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Nevada, California Mm -hmm. at one point. Probably a little bit more states was Mexico. 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 So, like, <laughs> you tell these people to go back to where they came from, but, like, they're already where they came from, so... Yeah, and the fact the whole co- cowboy um, culture was copied from Mexicans. Yeah. 
and also the, uh, a lot of the Western uh, Western settlement was um, due to credit of black cowboys. A lot of black people, when they, you know, they ran away, uh, they were uh, you know welcome in some native tribes. They uh, you know fled to Mexico, so they you know learned a lot of the culture there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a lot of the settlement of West the Western part of America is because of black cowboys and yeah you know (laughs) um I it's always astounding to me that um how that we have to do so much research to figure out how many things that as black people we have culturally um started like everything has come from black people music Cowboys, bitch, cowboys. Everything, almost everything you love about America is because black people invented it. Black people made your life easier. Um, yeah, and it's just like, why don't we get the credit that's due? Why are we um, an asterisk? Mm-hmm. Um, why is this a half credit class instead yeah. of a full credit? Thank you. That's that's my, that's my bitch, whole point. Wait a minute. We gotta put that on the shirt. Why is this a half credit class? <laughs> Why is this a half credit class? Because like, uh, and, and like during this month, like I really took a deep dive, tried to um, learn non mainstream facts about Black history, mm-hmm. and I I tell you when I'm exhausted because it's just it's just so much, so much. And I'm exhausted by um, the fact, you know, the, the history facts. I'm just exhausted by just the terrible things that our ancestors, not even our ancestors, our family members <laughs> our, went through. Uh, because a lot of people are still alive today. And there's the fact that it was like, it really wasn't passed down. And I get that, you know, horrible experiences people don't really want to talk about. But I think that's why we keep repeating the same things over and over and over and over again. Because we're not able to learn, we're not able to prepare. Um, for these things, like I like we talked about in the previous episode, the whole, the whole probably main reason why a lot of black people don't know how to swim um, are scared of water, uh, quote unquote, is because of how they were treated when they were in swim in public swimming pools. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, chemicals and bleach were thrown on them when they were trying to swim, or um, I forget what what main um, prominent black star. Um, in the 60s, put her, her foot in the Dorothy pool. Dangerous. Yes, Dorothy Dangerous, thank you. Um, she put her foot in the pool, and the white people were so disgusted by it, they made them drain the pool and refill it. Um, and it's just things like that. <laughs> um, they're really, if, if, if it doesn't shine light on just how deeply rooted hate for black people is, mm-hmm. and just how historically white people have gone out of their way to, um, just destroy black neighborhoods, uh, destroy black organizations, uh, like the Black Panther movement, mm-hmm. um, that was actually geared towards um, healing black communities. Yes, learning about gun laws, um, exercising their right to carry arms. Um, they also implemented free breakfast for students. Um, they actually are the creators of the WIC program that a lot of uh, women. White women statistically White women. benefit more from the WIC program and from food stamps than their counterparts. And you know, it's sorry to cut you off, but mm-hmm. it's, it's when it comes to stuff like um, 
government assistance and <laughs> people always trying to be like, sorry, let me rephrase. White people always trying to say that black people are sucking up on the government and I, I, my tax dollars are paying for your food stamps and blah, blah, blah. Okay, first of all, Mm-hmm. White women are still statistically, since you want to make everybody a statistic. Since you want to talk about numbers. Statistically, Caucasian women are more, um, not more likely, but are uh, a larger percentage of people receiving government assistance in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. In all 50 states, girl. All 50 of them. All 50. Um, all 50. All 50. About tree 50. Um <laughs> <laughs> And, like, this is a program, like you said, that was created by the Black Panthers mm-hmm. that white people benefit from, but will not give credit to the originators. Yeah. And it's like every time black people came together and created a community, um, white people saw it as a threat. Uh-huh. And they moved swiftly um, and very uh, disgustingly, for lack of a better word, to dis- disable it. Mm-hmm. Um, like Black Wall Street. Like Black Wall Street. Completely um, destroyed. Yeah, and while we're talking about neighborhoods, I, I recently learned that in St. Paul, Minnesota, there was a the Rondo neighborhood. Um, it was one of the most prosperous African American communities. Um, started like in the nineteen thirties, and at that time, St. Paul's black population in Rondo was about eighty five percent of the population. Oh wow! Yeah, and. Uh, so, you know, when black people come together and they rise up and they're being um, financially independent, a lot of their money is staying in the neighborhoods, you know, white people don't like that. So they came around <laughs> was like, how can we fuck this up? How can we disable this community? The construction of I-94 and, you know, the whole uh, eminent domain, uh, you know, loophole. Mm-hmm. Um, they were able to displace that neighborhood and, and that community. With a highway. With the highway. Just really <laughs> just create a highway that was straight through the middle of that community. And it's it's just... <laughs> it really just... they People really truly just tear black people's lives apart. It's like they're, they're terrified of us because together, together we are unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And it's just... It's, it's just put fear in the generations that came after um, so much that we, we know we don't really see, we don't, we don't have a Malcolm X of this generation. We don't have um, a Black Panther movement of this generation. We don't have a, a, a Martin Luther King because people, every time somebody grows up to be the leader uh, to try to bring us together, mm-hmm. even though Malcolm X was so radical in the beginning when he had his pilgrimage to uh, Mecca, he realized that, you know, it's going to be a together thing. Mm-hmm. And as soon as, you know, he started preaching that, Fruit of Islam didn't like that. And so the FBI was able to infiltrate them and get somebody to assassinate him. It's like every time somebody pokes their head up to be the face of black togetherness and black community, it, their head is chopped off. Yeah, you know, it's there's so many, like you have the Black Lives Matter movement, you have... Um, all of these things like color of change, all these different organizations where there are people running them, obviously, but mm-hmm. those people are not necessarily well known. They're like not not, not anonymous, mm-hmm. but you know they kind of run from the shadows. They they run from you know sitting. I don't want to say sitting high and looking low because that's not the terminology I want to use. But they watch mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, just like Big Brother is watching everything, mm-hmm. listening to you through your phone. 
which is why there's no chip in the vaccine. There's no chip. I just need to say you that. You carry around y'all chip. Y'all carry it around. You've been chipped since when were cell phones invented by a black man? Let me see. Hold <laughs> on. It was. While he was looking that up. Um, and throwing his brand new phone yeah, on the floor. Throwing his brand new phone on the floor. It's not an iPhone, so I won't cry. Ah, first of all, let's see. <laughs> And it's been in the auto box for how many of those years? Listen, that's the only rivalry we will have in yes. this house is Team Android versus it's, Team Apple. Yes, and I'm gonna stay Team Apple. Like I'm gonna get Apple everything, but anyway, <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. And I just lost my whole train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
practice Christianity. And it didn't. Yeah, it's like you 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 t- you're taking this group of people. You're telling them that their life is wrong, the way of living is wrong, uh, that they're cursed people, that they uh, their only uh, value is to serve their white counterparts. Mm-hmm. Um, it it really can break the strongest person down if you're constantly hearing this. If you're constantly seeing. Um, the conditions of slavery over and over again it would break the strongest person and just um, reading that black men uh, were raped just as much as um, enslaved black women um, during the time but it wasn't highly documented because you know you can't have kids from you know right. cowboy butt sex <laughs> <laughs> but I mean you know not to make it you know not to say that you know being raped is a joke but I think that's why in the black community, there's like such a stigma. Yeah, such a stigma, and I think it's like even more so with with black men against uh, homosexuality mm-hmm. um, because of that. And it's something that really wasn't talked about either. Um, and I think it it, it comes with a, a a sense of shame. I get it, but like I said, we keep continuing these cycles because we're not correctly learning about our past. Mm-hmm. And if we don't correctly know about our past, we can't avoid situations in our future. Yep. 100% fact. Yeah. 100% fact. And what were you looking up? I was looking up when cell phones were invented. And apparently they were invented in, eight, in 18, 1973. I cannot talk today, y'all. I have not had any coffee. Oh, no. I have had no caffeine in my system. It is a, I am on the struggle. I'm driving the struggle bus and everybody is in danger. <laughs> I saw a TikTok. There's a sound going around on TikTok that was like, God chose to wake me up again today and I'm going to make it everybody's problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I'm about to use it. That's how I feel right now. Oh, well, I'm going to make it everybody's problem. You get some problems and you get some problems. Everybody gets a problem. Um, but they were invented in 1973. This says by a white man, but I believe that is incorrect. Um, I believe there was different versions. Um, the the Motorola cell phone mm-hmm. was invented by a man named Martin Cooper. Yeah. Um, forty years ago. No, wait. When is this article written? No, oh, girl, this is written in twenty thirteen. Um, what kind of math is that? Forty eight years ago or something like that. Um, almost fifty yeah. years ago. Since yeah. I graduated high school and I realized that certain math I didn't have to use, that shit just went away. Listen. My brain was like, I need room for how to pay bills and how to get the grade because credit score. All that stupid shit can go. Like, <laughs> I was like, I need room for song lyrics. That too. That too. That's it. That's all that's up here is song lyrics. ADD moment, real quick. It amazes me that I can go years without hearing the song. <laughs> And I hear that shit, and I know that shit word for word. Word for word. Word for word. I'd be like, how the fuck do I remember these words? Oh, this is my shit. Oh, damn. But it makes me how the mind works. That's just a little, a little ADD moment. It's nuts. It is absolutely nuts. But I did see something else. This is not on TikTok. This is on the Book of Faces. That was like um That sounds like some Game of Thrones shit. Book of Faces. <laughs> Your name goes down in the Book of Faces. Or uh, it's just a book with people's faces cut off and glued to the page. That would make sense. <laughs> that would make sense. There is a man, faceless man, in Game of Thrones. You need to watch that. You need to watch that. I need to watch it, I know. You would love it, okay? I know, I know. I will not say you wrong. 
Okay. You would not. You have not seen me wrong so far. <laughs> um, but there was a thing that was like if somebody came up to you with a gun and told you to um, recite the quadratic formula or something like that. And I was like, I would be dead. I wouldn't even try. I would be like, just kill me. Because it rings a bell, but nothing is it comes forth. A forward. squared plus B squared equals C squared? I is that the quadrant? Hold on. Let me look. We got Google in front of us. Like, we can't just look this shit up. I'll be like, one moment. One moment, please. Because, <laughs> listen. Formula. Oh, no. It's X. Oh, I hated this. It's X, and then it's the, the fraction thing. Oh, no, ma'am. No, yeah. No, ma'am. Uh, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. No. No. Yeah. I would just have to be like, kill me. Kill me. In me now. Just in me now. I'd be like, you literally did not say I could not look at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, please. Oh, please. <laughs> Can I phone a friend? <laughs> Can I get a 50-50? Can I get a 50-50? Oh, my God. Um, so, what the fuck was I even talking about? Oh, yeah, the <laughs> cell phone. So, yeah, 40 years ago, or if not 40 years ago, um, 50 almost years ago, the cell phone was invented. The giant brick phone. Giant brick phone. Not the um, Nokia brick phone. Like, the one, like, you couldn't put in your pocket. Right. Like, if you, somebody attacked you, you could beat their ass with that shit. Like, you could literally <laughs> murder a person with this phone. It was that. It was bigger than the fucking, uh... <laughs> it was worse than the fucking Billy Club. I'm pretty sure somebody got their ass beat by an old school cell phone. You know somebody, you know that the old school cell phone has killed at least 10 people. <laughs> at a minimum. And it probably was white on white crime. Yeah. Well, what about white on white crime? Yeah, that's what happened at the Capitol, white on white crime. Definitely did. Um, you can't come up with no more. My cat's that crazy when you come up. I'm sorry. I, don't know. <laughs> I guess I got that crazy cat energy. You got that crazy kitty energy. Don't <laughs> make the kids go crazy. <laughs> Help! My pussy is crazy! <laughs> did you find any other facts while you were doing your research, Sheesh? Oh, yeah. While we were discussing Black History Month. I have one more. Um, I have a couple more actually. Uh, just to keep continue with the foundation of Black History Month, um, the NAACP was founded on February twelfth, nineteen o two, in celebration of Lincoln's birthday. And uh, by the late sixties, National Negro wait what National Negro History Week, I didn't write that uh, abbreviation down right, <laughs> uh, had fully evolved into Black History. So, by the 60s, we were fully celebrating for all 28 slash 29 days of February Black History Month. That's amazing. Um, also, random has nothing to do with the civil rights movement, um, has nothing to do with slavery, but something to do with colonizers. Okay. Um, so, Ethiopia. Shout out to y'all for holding it down because y'all were the only nation not to be colonized by Europeans after the Berlin Conference. Mm-hmm. I'm going, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all my Ethiopian, my Eritrean people that listen to this. I'm going to butcher this man's name. Mini Leap II was the ruler of Ethiopia, and he is known for defending, uh, defeating Italy's army in the Battle of Adwa. Yeah. Right. Ethiopia had advanced weapons and outnumbered the Italians 7 to 1. Listen. 
Shout out to y'all. Shout okay. out to Africa. Like shout out to Africa. Listen. I just uh, we love y'all. We love. Africa. I want to come home, but y'all crazy. <laughs> Listen, give us let us know when it's okay yeah. to come back. I'll be like, America, what? Uh-uh. Um, what other random facts that I have? Of course we know about the Statue of Liberty, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was built originally Built to celebrate the end of slavery, it was finished in Paris in 1884. The original sketch of the Statue of Liberty had the torch in the right hand and shackles in her left. But we know why it was changed, okay? We know. It was a black woman at first. We know why it was changed. Can we talk about how, like, liberty, truth, I think it's like liberty, truth, and justice are all women. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. All represented by female entities. Yeah, let's also talk about the um, Tinong laws. I'm, I'm probably saying it wrong. Um, but during the late 18th century, white women became to feel threatened by black women um, because of our exotic hairstyles. Mm-hmm. Um, you still can't wear them? Still, still can't wear them. Um, therefore, these laws were passed. It's made it illegal for black women to wear their hair out in public. So that's why we see. And a lot of like historic films and timepieces, black women have their hair tied up because it was literally illegal. And made it illegal and then turn around and then make it ghetto. Like make it not acceptable for black women to wear like hair coverings. Yeah. yeah. And like it's what? Black women can't have shit. Like you can't wear your hair the way it is, so now you have to cover it. Now you have to cover it because you attract my man is in, in tree to want to run his fingers the other you know, the Oconro. Now your hair cover is ghetto, and I need you to straighten your hair and live to my European standards of beauty. Yeah, yeah. Um, so those are my little facts, and I'm gonna be dropping some more. We're gonna drop some more uh, throughout the month and throughout the year. We're just I'm just gonna be something that we just continuously do because there's so much, so many things we don't know, um, and it's not in the forefront in in American history literature because Black history is American history. Mm-hmm. Um, just like we learn about the motherfucking English people in the UK. Why well, we learn the UK shit in America? Fuck about King James. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about what the ever the hell they were doing. What's her name? They got her head cut off. Oh, Marie Antoinette. Yeah, I don't give a fuck because about that. Because it was all bitch. cousins fucking each other, essentially. Like, all cousins and relatives being like shuffled around like a motherfucking pack of Uno cards. Yeah, that's how the rich say rich. They keep it in the family. Yeah. Yeah, literally, that's why they got the, that uh, Charles V had that jaw. That is it Hamburg jaw? I think so. Yeah, I yeah. Think so. Where like jokes half them motherfuckers was ugly as shit. Okay, I mean most of them. Most of them. And they did all these paintings and then making them seem like they were beautiful, gorgeous, amazing human beings. But like, how key the paintings are still ugly as shit? Like they were all just fucking each other, fucking his whole family, <laughs> fucking me and just behind each other's back. Um, it was just weird. It was just weird. It's a weird time in history. What the fuck it was? They call it the Dark Ages for a reason. <laughs> um, so let's shift gears a little from Black History Month to the film crack. Yeah, which is it, 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 essentially it's it's a part of Black. It's history. a part of Black History Month, but like 
Oh my gosh. Where to begin? Um, so my girlfriend had <laughs> had seen this documentary and called me just upset, like you need to watch this, and I'm like, look, I don't know if I can take it. I can't take too much more of this. I can't take too much more because I was already in the middle of like researching stuff and just you know trying to learn um, about history a little bit further um, from a black perspective. And listen, y'all, like I already knew that, you know, Ronald Reagan um, is the whole cause of the crime. Yeah. And this is shit that came afterwards because, you know, Coke, Coke was a luxury drug in the 80s, 70s, whatever. It was just something that you did. It was a rich man's drug, right? <clears throat> As, you know, the late what he used to say, crack is whack. You know, I don't need too much money. I smoke crack. Yes. <laughs> Show me the receipts. Show me the receipts. But um, essentially, it just goes over the whole history of how crack was introduced to uh, the world. And um, just really how it obliterated the black community um, just worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a point that really stuck out to me, like I, I knew Ronald Reagan was funding the Contra, and they were, you know, bringing over cocaine to pay for the weapons, and I didn't know that it was illegal. I didn't know that not not the bringing the coke over, but him funding this war was illegal. Like Congress was like, no, this is yeah. not what we're gonna do. Um, <laughs> I, I knew about the the police corruption because you know they've been corrupt ever since the days of the mob. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sundown towns, all that. That was a surprise. What really hit home for me, it would really like, I was so fucking angry that I cried, is the whole crack baby mm-hmm. um, epidemic. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that black women were being stripped from, you know, just dignity um, in the media, being dragged in the media during the 80s and the 90s. Um, and you know, watching um, Don't Be a Menace, watching Your Juice in the Hood, and the funny part in the beginning where uh, <laughs> Vivica Fox is like, now you know ain't no positive black women in these movies. And it really was like, damn, it really wasn't. It really truly was not. It no, really no. wasn't. It was very far and few in between. Like you had the, the um, uh, Felicia Rashad, Mm-hmm. Uh, playing Claire Hexable, you had uh, uh, Lord forgive me, her uh, family matters, Mama. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You had those, but just like Aunt Viv, yeah, yeah, Aunt Viv, and just mainstreamly though, like women, black women were crackheads and take care of their babies. Mm-hmm. But um, the thing is, somebody wrote a report saying that it was a it was a doctor at first. Yeah. Oh yeah. But the nurse really tried to like enforce it. Right. 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 That's what. Yeah. 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 Um, they just made it seem and, and, and people believed it because it's like you're seeing stuff on the news you're seeing stuff printed you think that this is the truth everybody not everybody but most people especially of that generation believed everything they saw on the TV yeah. and they still do to this day yeah. and was a lie. Less than 3% of babies that had mothers that were addicted to crack cocaine 
um, were born with cocaine in their system. Mm -hmm. And literally, like, it was like a witch hunt. Um, Specifically targeted at black women. Black women, you know, even though crack came and it riddled the black community, we black people were not the only users of crack. Right. White people were coming from affluent neighborhoods mm-hmm. to line up on the streets to buy crack from black people. Yeah. This, by the way, this documentary is on Netflix. Again, Netflix. We shout you out, girl. Sponsor us. <laughs> Hit us with that sponsorship. I, I watched this movie with my boyfriend. Um, the other night and I texted she should literally five minutes in and I was like I'm only five minutes in I'm already pissed off like if, if that movie doesn't radicalize you you just I I just don't know I think that's the thing that as a people we need to just start being more radical mm-hmm. like we just need to just do it like there's nothing that says we can't stop these things from coming into our community if we stand up as a community there will be no more crackheads if we take the crack away. Just but, don't take the... But, yeah. but back then, nobody knew better. Exactly. They and thought, like, you know, like, people had taken coke and, you know, leisurely. Mm-hmm. And I'm not promoting coke. But, you know, we're able to sometimes be functional cokeheads. Right. Uh, but crack was a whole different ball game. It was created completely different than cocaine. Yeah. Was. It was pure. It was pure cocaine. Yeah. yeah. And that's the, that's the thing that makes it even more crazy is that cocaine is the the pure like the the um what's the word I'm looking for the um the affluent the luxurious version of crack. Mm-hmm. But crack is it in its purest form. And yet again, this is another time where black people have like the strongest thing oh, yeah. that white people can't even handle. Yeah, and during that time, like, you know, it was a rise in black dealers in that time, but it, it was not not saying that the ways that they went about it, it literally went from being a fun game to a dangerous game. Uh-huh. And it's like, they, you know, they went from, you know, not being able to make ends meet to being able to provide for their family members, and then all in all, it turned into competitiveness and guns were dropped off under neighborhoods. You know, police were being paid off. Um, of course, police is like, you know, I want you to take over these neighborhoods. So then they, they oh, introduced the mindset of, oh, I can't have fun anymore, or the heart in the black man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really, like, it just destroyed it. And, yeah, it was a doctor that made it back to the crack baby thing. Um, yeah, spicy crack baby. It was just... Women... And it, it just, I'm sorry. I just don't know where, which way to go. And it's just, it's, I'm trying not to get too emotional because it's just, it's sad. Because it was, they, they tried to paint the whole generation of kids that were born in the 80s and the 90s to parents that, you know, um, were drug users. Were drug users. Or just in the black community, period, as crack babies. As mm-hmm. being non-functional, basically, lack of a better word, uh, um, retarded babies. Yeah. Like... Born addicted. Born addicted, and, not and, being able to function. Exactly. Illiterate. Um, but yeah, it's just, it was terrible. And this one lady, she was confiding in, to, in her um, psychiatrist about what she was going through. She was going through divorce. She didn't mm-hmm. know what she was going to do. Uh, she had tried crap. Had mentioned it. And... Her psychiatrist snitched on her and had her kids taken away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, 
through not being considered a health issue, but considered a criminal issue. She was jailed multiple times. And she was just like, I just wish that somebody would have sat there and thought that she doesn't have a criminal problem. She has a drug problem. And, you know, still being alive today and seeing how the world and the government um, looked at the opioid epidemic as a healthcare issue and not uh, a drug issue. She was like, I wish somebody would have did that for the people that were addicted to crack. That's probably because a lot of these people who were crack addicts are now in these positions of power Mm -hmm. where they've gotten themselves clean, they're no longer using, and they see how detrimental their treatment was and they don't want people to be treated like that again. Yeah, because all essentially is is really a healthcare issue. You can't, if you're back and forth in jail, all you're doing in jail is detoxing. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if you have the choice of detoxing, because at that point, prison guards, COs, whatever you want to call them, were smuggling and crack. I was just about to say, you probably are still using it. Yeah. So. so you're not able to, like, if you're detoxing, you're detoxing, but you're not healing. You're mm-hmm. coming out and you just you want it. You're not healing. You're not even taking the process, the steps to heal. Because there weren't programs for people back then. It's just. And there's also the whole idea of institution. In the, 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 the institutionalization where in jail you get three square meals a day you might be locked behind bars you might be you know you can't do this you can't do that you can't see your family you can't you know but you're being taken care of in jail yeah and these people you know they get out and they go and do drugs because that's what they want to do and they go back to jail and they're just used to it yeah it just is what they want to do and learn about stocks really learn learn that um some of these jail institutions people can buy stocks in it uh-huh. So it's just like, why weren't, wouldn't these judges try to fund or try to funnel these people into the jail system if people are making money out of You know, Uncle Joe just signed a, an executive order ending private owned prisons. That's right. And like, the, I, think, I need to look But Joe, but Joe, you're not, you're not, you're not in the clear because you was in the crack, you was in the crack documentary too. He sure was with his thin in her. Call, Hillary Clinton too called black people super predators. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, Maxine Waters was that too, but she wasn't talking about black people. She Maxine was, Waters always been down for the people. Ma- Maxine Waters, I was like, is that Auntie Max? That was Auntie Max. I was like, she is always been down. Always been down for the people, but like literally, and it just made me think about how much political parties and political people. It's a fucking game. They're actors. Mm-hmm. They're going after what is popular, which is going to keep them in office, what's going to keep them in power. Yeah. At that point, they're like, oh, no, super predators. We need to implement the three-strike rule. Uh, we need to um, jail these people. A lot of these people were were caught with possession, were not, offend- like, not, not violent offenders. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy was a guy that was... Uh, and a spoiler alert, too, because I'm, I'm just feeling oddity about the crack guy. I mean, you literally, you just have to just watch it. Like, just watch it. Because even in everything that she's just saying, she, there's still so much. Yeah, and just the succession of presidents after uh, Reagan tried to one-up Reagan. I, I want to be tougher. Um, so George H.W. Bush came around and... He's like, you know, we got to get rid of this shit. And literally set up a black guy. Um, one of the officers was a black guy. Called this guy up. Was like, hey, bring me some crack to the White House. The guy didn't even know where the White House was. Didn't even know. That fucking scene gagged me so much. 
I was like, this man don't even know where the White House is. Don't even know where you the White House is. You live in the same city as the White House. But that's not even the point. The point is, you didn't know where the White House was. You had to be instructed how, how to do it. He went there, he sold crack to the guy. He had no priors. No priors. No priors and was institutionalized. He got 10 years. Um, and that was that was a low sentence for people back in that day. Yeah. Um, for but, crack possessions? Yeah, for crack yeah. possessions. Um, and literally, 15 minutes later, George H.W. Bush does a press conference and pulls out the same crack and was like, oh, they're dealing crack outside the White House. This man didn't know where the fucking White House was. This man had no idea he was selling crack in front of the White House. Yes. Like, he, he was so... He was like, I watched the president pull this crack out that I had just sold on live TV. Mm-hmm. Live TV. This man just pulled out a giant bag of crack. Yeah. And probably went to on to smoking afterwards. And then when yeah. And then what makes it so bad? You think of a sugar packet, right? Uh-huh. Five sugar packets. You think of sugar packet is like an ounce of sugar, right? Yeah, if that. No, not not a gram of sugar, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, five of those, I believe you get five years per packet. I think so, yeah. Up to five years per packet. But they made it equivalent, five grams of crack was equivalent to having 500 grams of cocaine. Yeah. Just think about, just think about the implication of that. Everybody, everybody was doing cocaine. Mm-hmm. Everybody. And nobody was being jailed for cocaine. Mm, barely. There was a white man on the television screen drinking a beer and talking about, yeah, I did coke. Mm-hmm. He like, yeah, I was cracking. And during the time of the mass incarceration of the 90s, all the people who were <laughs> charged with possession, whatever the problem, the problem process, it was exclusively black people mm-hmm. that were jailed during that time, exclusively. And the jail population exploded. It went from like, uh, I'm not even, I don't even have the numbers in front of me statistically, but it, it was almost a 600% gain of bodies being in the prison system. And so you gotta think about it, what, what, what effects did that really have on the black community you have Families being separated, children being taken away from their mothers. Uh, you have um, a loss of trust in the healthcare system, a loss of trust um, with psychiatry, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, a loss of a further loss of respect for law enforcement because y'all 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 were in on it mm-hmm. the whole time. The whole time. And that was the major thing that was covered in the documentary too was this um this lack of um wow, not having caffeine really makes my brain just a puddle. Like it is just a puddle of soup swimming around in my head right now. The um the lack of trust that we have in the police force because they were all in on this crazy scheme of Keeping crack in neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to cycle back to um, the effects of crack on black men versus the effects of crack on black women, where at the end of the day, 
crack dehumanize black people. Yeah. It took black women, like you said, it made them uh, martyrs. It made them these horrible people who couldn't take care of their kids, who all their babies were born addicted to drugs, who the drug was more important than their children. And it made black men so hard and emotionless. Mm -hmm. The one guy, I can't remember his name, was talking about how, you know, you didn't even want to laugh at a joke if somebody said something that was funny because you didn't want to seem soft or weak. Yeah. Like, what? The joy was was removed from black people. Yeah. From the men, from the women, from the children. And... One thing I wish we could have kept from that, one thing that was a positive in this horrible, horrible epidemic was the idea of enterprising and entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yes, it was a horrible thing dealing drugs to people that live in your own neighborhood, dealing drugs to your own family at times. But the fact that black people took that and immediately were like, this is a business. Yeah. I can make money off of this. Yeah. I wish we could still, without the government intervening, without, um, you know, law enforcement, all this stuff, knocking us back down, kept that entrepreneurship, that spirit of building ourselves up. But again, like we kind of said at the beginning of this whole thing, the government, white people want to keep us down. They don't want us to feel like we can do any better than we already doing. Yeah. No matter how good or bad we're doing. And it really, like, it, it in that point of time, like, people were tired, you know, they were like, oh, we need to get, we need to expel this out of our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And they turned to the government, but then quickly realized of the mistake that they made mm-hmm. by turning to the government because they just, they started making it a game of pinning crack on people. Like he said, if you got pulled over and your friend had 10 rocks in his pocket and you had none, they're putting, they're taking five and putting it on you. Yeah. Um, and it just, the, the planning, and it just turned into a game of, okay, we know who the, who the game players are, but let's destroy this neighborhood further. Let's, let's pin this on, on people who are innocent. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's, uh, just completely dehumanize, uh, the black community. Um, and and it just, it just further (laughs) implemented the distrust that we have. It's the people with just the government as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. And all of this ties so deeply into what is going on right now with the pandemic, with the panoramic, with the Panera Bread, with the Padme Amidala. <laughs> um, and black people have, and we've covered this in many episodes, have always been the use for experimentation mm-hmm. since slavery. Uh, you got black women being tested on and, and cut and all kinds of horrible things happening. To with them. no anesthesia. With no anesthesia. You got the Tuskegee experiments. You got the crack epidemic. You got all these horrible things that have happened. And uh, people wonder why black people don't trust the government and the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Like, like, y'all set the presidents. Like, y'all set the tone. Mm-hmm. Y'all set the tone of the relationship, and then yeah. you act baffled. You act baffled when people stand and be like, "No, I don't trust it." Yeah, this is a trigger. This is a very triggering thing. The vaccine is a very triggering thing for Black people, and the, and the craziest thing about it is Black people don't understand why. Mm-hmm. A lot of us don't realize that it is because of all these things that have yeah. happened to our ancestors, to our family, to our aunties, uncles, grandparents, 
Because it, it really wasn't something that was, like I said, wasn't taught. Mm-hmm. And it's something that just be like, oh, no, we're not getting that. And you'd be like, oh, okay, well, just that's something bad without mm-hmm. further explanation. And it's just, it just carries on and it's just. And it's more that crowd mentality that has been placed upon us mm-hmm. in slavery. Mm-hmm. If one person doesn't want to do it, nobody wants to do it. Yeah. There's the fear, that yeah. fear factor that, well, I don't know what that thing is about. I don't know what they're doing with that, but I'm not. Yeah. And it's just, it's that. And then it's just, you know, knowing the, the experiments that happen. Mm-hmm. And like I said, not really discussing it with, you know, the generations that came after that being like, you know, well, this is why. We don't, you know, I'm not teaching you how to swim, but because X, Y, and Z, this is why we don't go out and um, uh, get vaccines. And then just, sorry, I just had a moment where I thought about this is why the whole what stays in my, what happens in my house stays in my house mentality came from. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I saw such and such with a crack rock. Like, you gonna get taken away. Yeah. You gonna get taken away. Like, it's just, it just, it opened my eyes to so many, so many things. Um, that's prevalent in the black community, like a lot of our mindset. And it's 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 not because black people just want to be um, difficult. It's because of the fucking horrors that have befallen upon us. Years and years of generational trauma. Generational trauma. So when you tell black people to get over it, what part do you want us to get over? I would so like to many know. instances. Um I saw a TikTok the other day that said slavery would it ended two hundred fifty six years ago, and uh, no, not two hundred fifty six years ago. Slavery was two hundred fifty. I gotta find it now, cause it had every ah, oh, it had all the like times and dates correctly, and basically it was like slavery was more of American history than ah oh, fuck. What did it? Slavery, it basically was saying that slavery was makes up more of America's history than the actual found, like actual existence of America. Mm. Like America has been around, slavery was around longer, almost as long as America has been around. Basically, it was the long and short of it, mm-hmm. and it really put into perspective to, for me that we ain't never been shit. Not black people, America. America ain't never been shit. Ronald Reagan's slogan was make America great again. Yep, he said that and I was like, oh my god, trigger. Oh my god, trigger. I was triggered. Oh my god, trigger. I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? The fuck? And fuck Bill Clinton too, even though the economy was great, motherfuckers was making money, but fuck you for implementing the three strike law. Alright, slavery is 256 years. Okay. There was one there have only been 156 years of not slavery. I want to play. I don't want to play it, but I want to play it like I'm watching it right now. Do it again so I can know what. Two hundred forty-six years. Yes, slavery was <laughs> most of American history. That's like, crazy. I just don't. That's crazy. I don't. You can't. You can't tell us to get over something that took up more of our history than anything else that's crazy that's mad crazy that's mad crazy though that's just that's that's just ridiculous so at the end of the day 
No, we're not going to get over it. No, it wasn't long enough ago for us to not still be affected by it. And yes, oh, shit, shit, shit. Sorry. Yes, I am still mad about it. Very much so. And no, you don't get a white history month because look at the other 11 months of the year. Look at the fact that Black History Month was founded to celebrate a white person. Like, not necessarily to celebrate him, but during the week of this man's birthday. Mm-hmm. Like, as an homage. Like, we can't have nothing. <laughs> we can't have shit. Jesus. I'm just... The fact that black people don't want revenge and only want equity. And y'all can't even fucking give us that. Y'all can't even give us that. You better be fucking glad black people don't want revenge. You better be glad. All we want is to be treated like the guys that we are. Shit, maybe we do want revenge. Maybe we need to start wanting revenge. It's just... Look, maybe we need to get a little vengeful. (laughs) I just... I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't understand. Jose, you turned on me. Why'd you turn fake on me, Rima? (laughs) Why'd you turn fake on me, white people? Like, for real. Like, seriously. Um... That's all I got for right now. Yeah, those are just a few, and that wasn't even a few. We dropped a lot of facts in this episode. We dropped a lot of facts. That's just the tip of the iceberg. This is horrible, horrible, horrible history um, facts that I unearthed. And it's just... Stop. So, first of all, stop treating kids like they're idiots, like they don't know better. Mm -hmm. Kids understand more than you give them credit for. Yep. And stop the whole mentality that I know kids, they need to you know, enjoy their childhood, they also need to learn mm-hmm. why things are the way they are. Um, a full understanding, not just some brief explanation. Um, because, you know, knowing these things growing up um, would have helped trem- tremendously understand why I was being followed in stores mm-hmm. um, as, as a kid uh, with my friends. Why... Um, I experienced some of the things I experienced. You know, it, I mean, I grew up in the church, and oftentimes, and I and I understand why now because what what went on in the nineties, why my family was like, oh no, you can't go over such such house, or oh, we're you know we're gonna make sure we uh, keep you out of that. But it's just like knowing a bit of that or understanding why would have been very very helpful. Yeah, growing up. Very helpful. Truly very helpful. It would have just been nice to know anything about the past and about the truth. How grew up. The yeah. truth, not this, not this whole butter, butter it up, watered down bullshit that they feed us in school. Yep. We need to fight for equity in education. Yeah. Equity and, is period across the board. Yeah, but like getting our history as a part of American history and not as an extra subset of history. Yeah, even Latino history. Um, and the full history, not and the, the full history. bullshit that they teach. And really, like, just learning how fucked up across the board marginalized people have been. 
uh, have experience from white people. It's just like the Japanese concentration camps. They don't talk about that. Um, and it's just like every time something happens in a foreign country and America like goes to fight for it, it's just like, how dare y'all knowing the history? How dare you? When we, we when to this day, to this day, the race relations in America is so fucked up. To this day, how dare you try to go police fucking Syria? How dare you go and try to police what's happening over in Sudan? How dare you try to put your fingers in it? Was that you that said that told me that meme that was like, damn, if America saw America, uh, what was it? God damn it, mush brain. <laughs> if America saw America the way it did other countries, maybe they would step in and help themselves or something. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. 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 Like, hey, America, I got a little secret for you. Um, we're struggling. We're a first world, third world country. America we're like a ain't second shit. world country. America ain't shit. Ain't shit, it ain't gonna never be shit. If yeah. you know and it's just like the the, the 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 things put in place to keep people down, not even just black people, poor people, um, fuck Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a prime example of a modern day example of, you know, people coming together and um, trying to fight a system or trying to benefit from a system. Mm-hmm. And because it, it hurt billionaires, and nothing they did was illegal. Because they hurt billionaires' pockets, they're punished. Yeah. Oh, I do got some this to shout out. It's I'm not St. Louis based, but it's one of my homegirls. Shout out to uh, Kahlo, aka Natalie, because her real name I was like devastated when I found out that Natalie was her real name. I was so excited. I was like, her mom and her Kahlo. Oh my god, that's so dope. But anyway, her business is Trace the Beat. Um, she is a licensed esthetician and makeup artist based in Marietta, which is right outside of Atlanta, Georgia. So please hit her up, follow her on her social media. It is Trace the Beat. You can't spell, go back to school. Uh-huh. Um, follow her on Instagram. And uh, if you're in the Atlanta area, hit her up if you need your hair done, if you have a wedding, um, if you're doing a photo shoot, um, hit her up. She is a Haitian lady. African American, hey, hey. Haitian descent, hey. get that shit. <laughs> yeah, we'll post her on social media so you guys can see her contact information. And like I said, we want to spread the word, help spread the word about your small black businesses. So hit us up on Twitter. We are Urban Proper Pod. That's P O D. And on Facebook and Instagram, we are at Urban Proper Podcast. Um. Send us a DM. Comment on our post. We we want to support you guys. Yeah. And, you know, like we said, during Black History Month, but going forward, we're probably going to, not probably, we're going yeah. to drop uh, Black History Gems. So if you have any Black History Gems that you know of, um, any just stories, uh, hit us up on social media. Drop some knowledge on that. Uh-huh. Uh, I love to learn. We are. I also love to learn. Clearly. I'm a forever student. But until next time, y'all. Bye. This is the last episode of season four. This is the last episode of the play. Season the four. <laughs> We're going to take a slight break for season five, but we will be back. Yes, in like two weeks or so, we'll be back. We're not going to take a exactly. pandemic break. We're time. not going to take a pandemic unless, you know, some crazy happens. But right. No, no. Uh, so we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye. Bye.